This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Last hour of Power Talk on a Friday morning. And as you know, on Fridays, we dance, we sing, we laugh, we reflect, we read poetry, we get into the culture and the arts. So I know that comparisons are uncomfortable, you know, but what they do do is they give a sense of scale, stature and credence. And so I'm going to use this comparison. America has Quincy Jones. South Africa has Ndate Kaifas Semenya. And this week, after hearing news of the passing of Harry Belafonte, a musical giant, a singer and an activist, civil rights activist, anti-apartheid activist, we thought it was important for us to remember the cohort of cultural icons who have used their talents to say something profound about the world and something profound to the world, only using the music. It's those who reflect to us the injustices, but also the beauty. They live the irony, and so they compose music that depicts these paradoxes. Ndate Kaifa Semenya is one of them, and uh, if we can get him back on the line, he is in the spotlight today. So the time is 16 minutes past the hour of 11 o'clock. Batong Tusang, Tusang, Ndate Kaifa Sunyamezi. Bar Ulevezi interview Yamo Power FM. And so we are on a scramble this morning to find South Africa's musical master, distinguished conductor, singer, songwriter, performer. Uh, musical sage in Dati Kaifas Semenya. It's really how we want to celebrate a week um, after we have reflected on freedom and democracy. The man who's brought us so many beautiful hits um, with his wife. Uh, There's music in the air. It's one of the most beautiful, beautiful songs I've ever, ever heard. Mema Zwale. Um, you know, and many others, not yet Uhuru. So, as I said, his music is of a paradox. It reflects on um, the wrongs in society, you know, the message on society, sociology, politics. And then on the other hand, it's the love stories, it's the gentleness, it's the romance. And in every society, in every historical epoch, in every moment, there is that. There is the good. There is the bad, there is the simple, there is the complex, there is life in its beauty, and there is life in its torment. And the music of a Kaifa Semenya has always done that. It's reflected on all these aspects of complexity. Just in terms of uh, referencing news right now, before we uh, figure out um, the line for the maestro himself, is that good news All South Africans who were stuck in Sudan have now been safely evacuated and they're on their way home. So well done to Durko and to the various partners such as the Gift of the Givers 
who also got involved with their networks to find safer corridors of exit. Because you'll know that many um, foreign nationals, not just South Africans, were stuck in Sudan because roads were bombed, barricaded, uh, airports were bombed. And so it wasn't a case of they couldn't find shelter or they couldn't be located. It was actually physically how to get them uh, out of the country out of the hotspot and um, all hands on deck. It has happened. And to that, we say gratitude and hallelujahs. Good news. Good news. We have found Ndade Kaifas. Hey, Ndade Kaifas. It's Leratum Bella speaking. How are you? <laughs> so let me introduce you the way I had before Meleta says he left the house. I don't know where he is. Um, so I had said this about you. I'd said, you know, comparisons are often dangerous. But I think in this instant, I want to take the liberty to say, America has Quincy Jones. South Africa has Kaifa Semenya. And after the passing of Harry Belafonte, who is a musical giant and a singer and an activist, we thought it's important to remember the cohort of cultural icons who use their talents to say something beautiful and profound to the world and about the world, who use music to speak about the injustices around us, but also to reflect on the beauty because you live these ironies. Your music depicts all these paradoxes in Datisimenya. Not yet Uhuru says everything about Africa not being free. It's elusive. It's hard. But then you make a beautiful love song. There's music in the air, you know, which makes your sorrow go. You know, a beautiful, beautiful tribute with your wife to love, to the fact that it doesn't matter what's happening in the world. If there's love in your life, your life is full, you know. Here you are, you know, uh, telling us that you love Naledi. Can somebody help you? So you are a romantic at heart. And <laughs> and, and and we want to celebrate all that you do and that you've done for the music. Dada Kaifa Seminya, welcome to the Spotlight on Power Talk. Thank you very much. But uh, all the things that you said about me, I don't know if Kim Nanda or I'm dreaming. <laughs> and do you know, you were in exile. I was a little girl six or seven years and my parents had a turntable you know just like a record player and this was the music that was the music of my parents that was the music that brought them joy in the midst of so many wrong things happening outside the walls i know i know linda stimela was my favorite band you know Mm -hmm. so Obanara, we are, we've got the same taste, more or less. <laughs> you and my parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's start off with something simple, and that's just a reflection on the life of Harry Belafonte. Because yeah. like you, he's not just a singer. He used the craft to speak about civil rights, to speak about apartheid in South Africa, to speak about the injustices facing black people and people in the diaspora. Your music does the same. Yeah, well, um, I think how it came about um, when I was in the States. But even here, when I used to listen to Buntate, Dambuzam Dragali, Joe Mukhoti, of the Manhattan Brothers. Yes. They sang songs like Bailebona, Kevailem, Seviti, 
Mankanisi kwana mo neti akwa nkale nala. Ena komponi kiesi soho chabadi chwele kiti asibu ya ukuka. You know? So these songs, you know, they they resonated with us. And uh, so when we got to the States, and especially because now we were persona non grata in South Africa, we continued now and expanded our knowledge of how to use music as an instrument mm. of freedom. Mm. You know what? And mm. Harry Belafonte was one of the people that we saw and we we copied, you know, some of the stuff that he was doing because he was much older than us, mm. you know? Mm. And then we learned what is, you know, music... Yes, music uh, is for fun, music uh, is enjoyable, but that come when an artist should use that music uh, to to spread the word, mm. to say something when mm. you see oppression happening, when mm. you see people going to bed without food because of the system that we live under. Yeah. So we use that music material to... Um, to heighten, how can I say, the consciousness yes. of the people that we were in their country. We made them aware of where we came from and that where we came from was not nice, especially if you were African. Mm. You know, leaving South Africa, yes, under duress, because you were now persona non grata in the country, finding yourself exiled in the United States in the 1960s, no less, at the height of that civil rights movement in that country. And coming from South Africa in the darkness of apartheid, did America add and fuel your consciousness, your anger, your need to say something? Yes, it did, because um, remember when we got the, the, the... The civil rights movement was on. Mm. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King was alive, mm. you know, and um, Bo Stokely Carmichael of the Black Panthers and so on, they were there. Mm. So it kind of um, connected us to them, you know, just mm. like it connected us to Belafonte. It was not only music, but the fact that we were all under this oppression that we were witnessing from uh, in South Africa, from the so-called, uh, you know, yeah. uh, the government that of the day, the apartheid government in the U.S., there was um, what, uh, especially from in the south mm. of the United States. Jim Crow. You know, racism, yeah, Jim Crow. Jim Crow. And uh, the oppression in the U.S. was really, 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 really heavy on black people. Yeah. And therefore, you're naturally, you know, connected with black folk mm. in the U.S. Mm. And you saw that the struggle was the same. Mm. Okay, so you arrive an artist in the United States and very early on you're introduced to some of the, you know, Don Dadas of of African-American music, you know. Um, we know that Harry Belafonte was one of the people to receive Miriam Makeba and later on Hugh Masegela in the U.S. And a similar sort of induction was done for you. How... Why, why was that significant, if at all, for your own musical journey, the way you wrote music, understood music, arranged music, just kind of opening your horizons, if at all? 
Yeah, I when I left, I was 25 years old and, um, uh, no, 24. I was yeah. 24 years old. And our experience, uh, music experience here in this country was, uh, well, was not as, um, as expensive like uh, in the U.S. <laughs> because in the U.S., that's where we really began now to, to really get into the fundamentals of music, you know, um, and and uh, also arrangement and working with people like Harry Belafonte at that time, mm. you know, helped us, you know, because he pushed you to, if you were arranging something for him, he was not satisfied like just like that. He would say, I don't think it's good. Why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Why don't you try this? And so on. And that, you tell it, it gave us into, um, much more knowledge than we had when we were here mm. at home mm. of the demand, you know. Mm. And uh, not only Harry Belafonte, by the way, I wrote music for, but what's on the Cannonball Adderley, mm. you know. Lou Rawls sang one of my songs, my son, and they demanded more out of the songs, out of the music. You know, mm-hmm. but because here, if you, if you, if you, okay, if you lived around the time I was, I was here as mm-hmm. a young man, uh, you went to the studio and all you did was just play one, two, bum, 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 bum. It's enough. It's okay. Okay. Bye bye. That's a good song. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and they never challenged you to say, yeah. but why do you always use three chords? Can't you use something else? Or can't yeah. you do this? Can't you do a bridge or something, yeah. you know? But over there, you know, the guy says, but the song doesn't have a bridge. Why not? Mm. You know? And he said, oh, I need a bridge. Yes, you do. And then uh, you would have to go and write that bridge. Okay. So you challenge yourself. I love that. I, lo- I love I love the idea of being in different cultures, immersing yourself in different ways of doing things. It, it forces you to level up. But just for me and other people, what is the bridge in the song? <laughs> okay, like for <laughs> what's hair? What's 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 the bridge? I've even heard people <laughs> singing. Let's take it to the bridge. Like I don't know what's the bridge. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Let's let's take a song that you know. Okay. Yeah? Uh, let's take Matswani. Yeah. Right. Now, when it starts, it starts with that. No, I guess. And then, then I, and then there's the guitar. Then I go, that's a verse. That's a verse. And then when it comes to yo, 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 we call that a chorus. Right. That's a chorus. So we do a, a chorus. And then when it goes, Mamuti wa kamu hasake. Yeah. Yeah. And then if it's a, Two songs, two songs, hey. then you go back to the chorus. That's Mamutiwa Kamutu, that's a bridge. Oh, it's bridging the two things together. Right, it's a bridge. Because I, I can't continue saying, for the two verses because you do you normally it's like two verses a bridge and then the last verse okay and then when we get to that last part yo 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 we call that a hot chorus it's called 
a hot chorus. Why is it a hot chorus different from the other chorus? <laughs> well, we can learn some at that time. The song is really, it's really moving. Dr. Kaifas, I know we've interrupted your breakfast, but I'm loving this conversation and I'm loving the fact that you're schooling us. And what a privilege for me to be schooled by you this morning. safely tell you that this was the first ever love song that I heard blaring from my parents' turntable. Maybe it wasn't the first time I'd heard it, but it's the one I remember most. And I also remember that on our wall was this portrait of a black mother cradling her black child and it read, Black is Beautiful. And on the album cover was Letambulu with the biggest afro and her husband uh, with her. And they always came together as a team. That's that's how they produce the music, is the music of love, the music of revolution, but together. And um, I've always wondered, you know, is she his greatest muse? And I'm going to ask him because the only other husband and wife musical teams that worked really well that I can remember are the Carpenters, uh, Ashford and Simpson, uh, Abba, and we have Leda and Kaifas Semenya. She singing like an angel, he writing and arranging a lot of the music, and everything always dovetailed. Uh, you're listening to Power Talk, and in the spotlight is the musical genius that is Ndade Kaifas Semenya, a maestro. And what is a maestro? It's the master of the craft, distinguished conductor, performer, writer. He is the one who delivered South Africa to the world as a country of great musical tradition. And we have to say thank you to him whilst he's still here. And Dr. Kaifas, thank you for staying yes. with us. Meleda, is she your muse? Is she, is she the voice you write for? Uh, not, not the only one. When I started... Dr. Kaifas, uh, can I right? interrupt? Okay. You have to say yes. She's listening. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was going to say. Okay, she, she's the first one who, um, you know, did like bone music and the, and the others. But before that, uh, I was Miriam yes. Makeba. Mm. I was the first one to sing a song that I had written for my son, Muntu, you know, mm. and mm. she loved the song. And uh and then, of course, uh, but most of the songs that I've written were sung by Melita. Mm. Mm. And why does it work so well? Because you're married, you understand each other, or because she's just got such beautiful range as a soprano? Well, you know, some of these things, uh, you, you don't know how they come about. You know, they happen because, you know, there's a certain chemistry between the two people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my case, there's a certain chemistry between myself and 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 the isolator, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it uh, has remained there, you know. Mm-hmm. And whereas uh, other people, you may have, it's like also it goes well between a man and a woman. Like in our case, mm-hmm. it was we got married as well, but. Um, 
We fell in love before even she knew that I could write, even before <laughs> I understood that I could write. Well, so I wouldn't say that she married me because I could write. We were a team. Yeah. And uh, she can't say that too because I was not aware that uh, I had that much talent to go that far, mm. you know? Yeah. So this, this really came about when we were in the States, when I was really um, challenged, you know, to come up more... To, more than Batanga songs, mm. Baba. Mm. So I had to now go deep, 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 deeper. Mm. And she too was challenged herself, mm. you know, to forget the songs, mm. but to start now and, and sing some other stuff. I love what you're also saying because you grew together, your, your evolution as a musician, composer, writer also was paralleled by her growth as well. And so in many ways, your leveling up was her leveling up. Your becoming better was her becoming better. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just talking to this guy. I'm getting out of this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We are talking about sinus pain. So I came to the doctor to give me something. Sinus, oh. I get a yeah, I change of 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 season. So mm. the sinus saga they are acting up, you okay. know. That's why I came this morning. I, That's I why he didn't better. know where. But now I'm feeling much better now because okay. he just gave me some drops and things. Okay, well you we know? need you healthy, Tate Kaifas. We're hoping you're going to produce another <laughs> groundbreaking album in South Africa. Yeah, no, um, we're going to do that, exactly. No, Arasofit, we still have a lot to do, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk a little bit about not so much the music, but the person, your character, the things that have really informed your worldview, the things you deem to be right from what's wrong. Yes, obviously, America has played an important part in your foundation because you've spent many of your adult years there. But you grew up in Alexandra, and I'm told the Alexandra of your youth is not the way I know Alexandra today. So tell us about it. Yeah, the Alexandra of my youth, you know, it was not heaven, but it was not the hell that it is today. Hmm. Because, um, I mean, the people who came, the first people to settle Alexandra, my parents and other uh, parents of some of the guys that we grew up with, you know, uh, they came directly from both Lakfantini from all over into South Africa. Mm. And they, you know, they, they bought plots there and they built their own houses. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and we grew up in that kind of uh, atmosphere. And it was nice. I mean, it was, like I said, it was not heaven. But there was a, a, a lot of freedom about it because the people were in charge of their own lives more in terms of uh, living quarters and so on. People mm-hmm. built whatever house they wanted to build, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you found so many, so many of uh, the uh, the builders that was in Alex. Mm-hmm. They used to build houses, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and there was something. There was uh, a feeling of uh, a great a com- a co- a co- communal spirit, I should say. Mm. Uh, people felt like we, the Alex was a community, mm. you know, not location. You know, mm. it was a community. 
because you found, I found, I know that on Nine Avenue, where I was born, I knew almost everybody was starting. Mm. And we all knew each other. You know, some of us thought that we were related, can see we were not. <laughs> so Alice was a very nice place. But unfortunately, every time in urban areas, you know, you know, there will be some of those who are not really, uh, who are like anti, anti-social. Mm. So anti-social behavior was also heavy among some of the youth there. And not only youth, but even guys who were grown up, you know, we had Buddhist uh, mm. spoilers, you know, these were gangsters. Mm. spoilers also and the gold stone breakers and, and so on and so forth. But to tell you the truth, I mean, they did not pose any danger to everybody, you know. Mm. You know, most gangsters always have um, a problem with each other rather mm. than with, with everybody in the community. Mm. So that's, that's where I grew up, mm. you know. And uh, sometimes I miss it because it was clean, which was very clean. Nebari, in, in uh, you could look at the toilets, even though there were bucket toilets, the people used to keep them clean, the yards were very clean, and they used to have a saying that, Ukaji la kamohara toilet. Wow. Yeah. You know? But now it's a completely different story. And why do you think things are a completely different story? Because despite that sense of community, as imperfect as it was, you were still forced to leave the country because it was repressive, oppressive. And you came back hoping to come to a utopia. And what do you find now? What I find now, I really find um, despair, you know. I find despair in in many people. I find many people who are are not um, connected. You know, there's something missing which is the spiritual self of ourselves, you know, it's, it's, it's missing. There's something very, very, very wrong. But, you know, like human beings are strong. Mm. I don't think this will be forever. Mm. This is a period that maybe we have to go through because we came from hellfire and we just jumped out of hellfire and we're trying to cool ourselves, mm. you know, <laughs> in the waters of the Nile, okay. not of Jordan, in the waters yeah. of the Nile River. Of Babylon. Moli Kwamu, we cool ourselves. And maybe while we are nursing our wounds from the past, we will get time to, to understand that even though we went through that era of, of, uh, of uh, being treated like animals, mm. we are human after all, and that's why we are here, because in us lives the spirit of the creator mm. and where the creator is there's always a coming back even if at one time you were really completely out we'll mm. come back we'll come back mm. so you're seeing this as perhaps the the real litmus test on values traditions morals ethics a realignment and we we have to figure this thing out yes Yes, we have to. I think one of the things now I really um, I encourage education. I think our youth really should should go for education. Maskaela mm-hmm. into quick quick mm-hmm. They really should go in there and learn. And one of the things that 
that really help a nation is to understand its own history. Mm. To mm. understand its own history. Our history does not begin in 1652, you know, because it seems like that's where we start our history. Mm. It goes way beyond that. So we have to go back, back into biblical times and understand who we are. Mm. Because once you go there, then you will know what to mm. do from now for the future. You know, this was... Right now... I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. Right now. I was going to say right now, what we know about ourselves is very little. Mm. We really don't know much. Mm. And a lot of it is false. Mm. I was going to say this, what you're saying um, starts to sort of tease out um, your very deliberate all African expression. Right. People, when they talk about you, they say the music is authentically African. Um, If you've seen profile interviews of uh, him and Meleta, their home is decorated in the hues of Africa and the imagery of Africa, um, the motifs of Africa, the food you, you love is authentically African. Even right now, this interview, it's actually Sesotho peppered with English. There's something very deliberate you do about reminding everyone every day that you're a son of the soil and not even the South African soil, the motherland. Um, and it's a beautiful form of self-expression, but it's, it's, it, it's, an, it's an being deliberate that I want to understand. Do you feel that there's this need constantly to remind people because do we forget? Yes, there is. You know, uh, can I, in 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 our language, Suchu, and I think even in Gasizulu or Skosa, in Chile, Barry Chile, we both amalize my day in Chilao. So I feel that in um, Chile, you always have to be conscious of who you are, because when we were in the U.S., I mean, we met so many other people, and all, not only in the U.S., even when you travel Kenya, Yakobo, Ghana, and so on and so forth, you meet people who are Nigerians in Ghana, mm. and they don't forget they come from Nigeria, but they are part of Ghana, and they've made homes in Ghana. You go to Nigeria, you find Ghanaians who are the same, you know, all of West Africa, you know, people... Mm you know, Senegalese, you, you name it, they are all there, you know? Mm. But each of them, they know who they are, you know? But mm. they are they are in one country now, in Nigeria. A Ghanaian is now a Nigerian citizen, yeah. but he does not forget who they are. And when you look at um, the, the school, school system, whether it's Europe or it's in the U.S., American... You know, who are they? Bob Biden, they know that their ancestors come from England. You see? They know that, you know? And they know how America came to be a republic. They know Mm. that. That history is taught. Mm. You know, they fought a civil war, you know, to unite the the rest of the the country, and they became one, United States of America. But it was not United States. It was little colonies when they first Mm. arrived there. So this is very important for them, and it gives them a sense of belonging and a sense of knowledge of who they are. Mm. And we don't seem to have that. 
Mm. You see? Yeah. And we do not celebrate anybody. Yeah. Like, for instance, we don't celebrate Khosimush uh, Rashwe. Uh, Mm. We don't celebrate karma. We don't celebrate some of the injury. The host are not just kukuni and mm. so on and so forth. Bo injury, bo bo shaka, bo bo tetoayo. And if you don't do that, that yeah. means Kuru, you are lost. Ultimate, okay. yeah. because you celebrate other people. Yeah. Eh, Christmas is so we are there. We don't even know how it started, <laughs> but we are so involved. Yeah. Hota injury, varking. This thing, Yama Yama Tariana, Yapi, Valentine, and we are into Valentine, but we host our guy. It's true. It's true. Because they died on the battlefield for you. Yeah. But until you celebrate things that you don't even know what it is. And what do they mean? Yeah. As I said, we're in conversation with Ndate Kaifa Semenya, musical genius. Uh, and whose music is ju- is just that? It's conscient. It's a conscientizing a generation. It's speaking truth to power, but it's also celebrating the beauty of our communities and the love, the deep love that a man can have with a woman. Jonas, you've got something you'd like to ask, Dr. Kaifas. Powerless, uh, must you scoop me? I told you to talk about, but you don't know this one. Take away too much do. เออคือเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออ
ke ntate kaifas wa America. That's what he says I need to. <laughs> so yes, Quincy Jones ke kaifas wa 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 America, not the other way around. So sikit chelo sikit I've read the I've read the message out. Um Ndate Kaifas is a musical genius and that's why lots of young musicians want to sample him from Zakwe to Zulu Boy. His music is crossing generations. So here's the one question. Do you enjoy the sampling of your music? And yes, what led to the battle with the late AKA? Why the game? The guy who wrote that, that story, you know, uh, there's no battle. I, I really want people to understand. There's no battle. And uh, tell you, he, he, projector. I think he projects his own feelings against AKA. Mm. It's these, everything I am with him has nothing to do with me. He's fabricated the whole thing that until he did not tell the story what I told him. When he called me, he says to me, I understand AKA has sampled your song. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't, he didn't say which song. He just said the song. And I had just gotten word the day before from publishing. And they were telling me that, you know, AKA has sampled your song. But mm-hmm. they were not sure the title, which one it was. Because there's uh, two songs. And the song is Hambanam, Hambanam Way. Now, there's another one, which is Hamba Nam. So the lady who is the administrator was not sure which one it was. So mm-hmm. I was still waiting for her to send me a sample to hear with what song we are talking about. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> then this guy calls and he says to me, I understand the AKA a, 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 a sample your song. I said, yeah, I just got word that he did but mm. uh, it doesn't matter it's, it's no big thing mm. and and i said to him to cut the long story short and i said it's not the first time ak does that because he did the same thing with Matswale. Mm. he did the same thing with Matswale. but these things are always handled key publishing and yeah. lawyers yeah. i never involve myself in, in these things uh-huh. i never do i have never done it mm. i have never spoken to any mm. musician if you can ask all the musicians that have sampled my yes. music, have they ever spoken to me yeah. personally and have we talked about the percentages and that? Yeah. No. Okay. It is handled by the uh, publishing company. Okay. And they do that. So he writes and says, I'm un- Oh, no, the line just dropped down to Kaifas. And I think what he's saying is it's much ado about nothing because if you sample his music, yes, that's great, drawing inspiration from him. But the lawyers, the recording companies, they'll work out the finer details. And in this instance, I, I'm hearing, uh, I mean, you know, I'm concluding from what he says that a lot of that legalese was done and so we should just put it to rest uh, unless the production companies say otherwise final comment and Dr. Kaifas not only do you influence young musicians but you have worked with the greats yes Quincy Jones Miriam Makeba Harry Belafonte Michael Jackson apparently you've composed for Michael Jackson you arranged uh, part of the the beat in that Liberian girl and you have won recognition for arranging the African music in that iconic series Roots.
both edition one and two and the color of purple and you've composed music for the lion king it's an illustrious career you think it's a life well lived fully lived <laughs> no, I have to correct well it's, it's well lived because i mean if, if you go back to my life growing up in alexandra township and Vinoni township you know with my grandmother uh, I never thought that I would write music for Quincy Jones or, or I'd write music for, you know, even for Al and myself yeah. or Hugh Masikera. So it's a, it's a life well lived because, um, you know, I, I accomplished what the system had said a black child like me should not accomplish. Yeah. That my, 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 my station in life was to cut somebody's grass. Mm. and to to be a delivery what they call mm. boy mm. you know but uh, so i went further than that because it was my choice not there oh. so i feel good about it and well, we feel good about it and dr kaifas we've taken a lot of your time i am deeply deeply pleased moved humbled grateful and you need to know we another generation of south africans we salute you sir we bow to you and we thank you and before you go, I have nothing against AKA. You know, I think he was brilliant and Libo Zulu boy. And I want a lot of these guys to sample the music. All they have to do is just do it correctly. Absolutely. Go Message. to the publishing company. Yeah. Message properly delivered. Okay, Thank you. And that's all for today's Power Talk. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.